Joining us now, we have Chris Robinson. Chris is a managing director at TJM Institutional Services and here to talk some markets. Uh, Chris, we're coming off uh, the first losing week in I don't know how long. Uh, we actually see some red on the screen here. NVIDIA is not up. A little, actually, it might be. Oh, it is up two bucks here. But talk to me a little bit uh, about kind of uh, where things set up here for the week, and then we'll talk some uh, dollar, treasury, and gold. But I want to start with the markets as a whole. Uh, kind of like uh, annoyingly quiet here this morning. Yeah, you got to remember, this is, uh, um, you know, June 26th. We're not that far away from people starting to think about the July 4th weekend. So you get into these summer markets. There hasn't been a really big story in the last uh, 10, 10 days, I'd say, which where there's been anything really to, to for the market to, to uh, reassess. I think the big picture, you know, when we went through uh, 4,300, that was, uh, you know, quite a big thing. That had been res resistance for about eight or nine months in the in the S&P. So that was huge. A lot of people were short against that level. Um, you know, if you pull up that uh, yes chart, you can see what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, the 4,200 level was huge, bottom bottom line. So now we've reassessed from there. We seem to have wrapped our head around the fact that the Fed is going to stay higher for longer, especially if they keep getting good. Uh, numbers, surprisingly good numbers from the uh, unemployment number. That'll be the next thing to look at, right? We're going to get June unemployment. Uh, it'll be right after the July 4th weekend, the first Friday of that month. You know, as we kind of take a look at some of these other markets here, Chris, one thing that I can't help but notice is just how blatantly the correlation between rates and equities has flipped. It was totally inversely correlated last year at this time. Uh, inflation was uh, ramping up. We didn't know what was going to happen. It's almost this new frontier for at least for, uh, you know, uh, people like myself uh, on the younger side of things and uh, not really having dealt with something like this. And you had like a negative 0.8 uh, correlation between, let's say, the 10-year yield on a three-month basis and S&Ps, well, now it's like a positive 0.8. Uh, and to me, that's like a, we've watched this baton being passed from inflation risk to economic risk, uh, and it's sort of just slowly happened uh, over the last six months. Uh, and I thought last week was really, really indicative of that when we saw some of the, you know, things like PMIs that sometimes move the markets uh, really move things. And that could be, uh, to your point, too, in sort of this news vacuum, this sort of quieter time just allowing for that. But you talked about resistance being just blasted through here and still way above that on S&Ps. But as we look over to things like the U.S. dollar, uh, weaker here to, to start things, uh, where, do you, where do you assess sort of treasuries and the dollar here uh, going forward? Well, the dollar, I think we, we've established that low, that tradable low, that 100.40 level, 100.50. So that's a tradable low, which people like to look at. You know, the dollar, I like to look at bigger picture. I mean, some people want to mm -hmm. chase the next tick. Some people look for weeklies. I try and keep a 30,000 foot view because you trade less, you have more opportunities over a longer time. So that's just my outlook. Um, but we did have that huge correction in, in the dollar, remember, from 14 and three quarters, 114 and three quarters mm -hmm. down to um, you know, the par, par 50 level. So we dropped 12 and a half, 13%. That, is going to leave a mark. That's this dollar has still gotten you know much weaker than where it was two years ago, and that extends into what you're talking about the whole inflation trade, right? That's gone out the window from 2020 to 2022. Couldn't people couldn't own enough commodities? Couldn't own enough physical stuff? You've seen huge retracements in corn, soybeans, 
um, copper, mm -hmm. all those, you know, all, all the indices, look at crude oil. So you've seen that inflation trade go away. And a lot of that I think has been attributable to, and that's when you started to see a little bit of a turn in the dollar. I think that the first thing that really caught us with a, to give us a bid in the dollar was the banking crisis that started in March, that kind of helped put that low in there. Um, and that seems to have been, you know, the regional banking crisis now, people like to describe it. That seems to be, a, uh, it seems to, at least from the market's perspective, that seems to have been put to bed. I know people still like to put it out there as a, as a potential black swan. There's always something out there lurking mm -hmm. that we don't see. So, um, but I think the other thing is too, the fact that the Fed really has cover now, rates higher for longer will be friendly for the dollar. Now we may have days where we pull back, but I think that for now, that's the, the tradable low I'd look at is 100.50. If we ever get back down there, that's gonna be uh, an interesting situation. Market pundits were kind of calling for lower uh, ye or lower um, treasuries and higher yields as a result of sort of this onslaught of supply post the debt ceiling uh, resolution. And of course, like clock, uh, clockwork, uh, the exact opposites happened because what else? <laughs> Uh, but, you know, is it sustainable? I mean, it's like twice as much as we are seeing kind of in the weeks leading up, uh, the amount of supply coming online. Uh, but the market just still has this demand, whether it's for collateral or who knows. Uh, but it's just eating it up uh, like it's nothing. We have uh, yields higher here again, or uh, rather treasuries higher again, uh, yields lower. Um, is this tie-in similar to uh, this conversation that we just had with inflation and the dollar, treasury market, just another kind of expression of that? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, you've got definitely a slowdown in China. You've got a recession, depending on how you want to define it, in Germany and in the EU. Mm -hmm. The market sees that. And that's why you've got the crude oil slipping lower. Your earlier guest was talking about that. $70 was the big bulwark. You know, the dollar, the, the crude oil, I think, is the one good indicator for overall, mm -hmm. you know, what people think is going on. You know, and if, if, if you continue to see uh, WTI slip lower, you know, that's going to be, it's, it should be, you know, an indicator that inflation is is getting better, quote unquote. If that happens, you know, the Fed may actually come away from this, this smelling like roses. They may get the soft landing everybody looked for. We still have strong um, uh, strong employment. You're starting to see cracks in Europe, uh, but here in the U.S., that's the key. And I think if the Fed can continue to stay with higher rates and not have a huge spike in unemployment, people were very worried that we'd have two, three million people out of work. Because, I mean, if somebody told you back in, in, in your econ class that the Fed was going to raise 5% in a year and a half, you'd been looking at, oh, my God, where are my S&P puts, right? So that has not materialized. And that's the nice thing about markets. Lots of times the markets will do almost exactly what you would think logically they would do. I think you're giving me too much credit for paying attention in econ class, but I do got a question for you, uh, and this kind of all ties together here as we look forward uh, and we look at gold. Is gold sort of this all-weather asset when it comes to uh, kind of, uh, you know, being defensive, or is it this kind of, uh, you know, inflation hedge? Because I look at the, the, the chart, and admittedly I'm not a super technical guy, but I don't, you know, I have pattern recognition ability. And what I see as a, as a chart, especially if you went out, you know, three, four, five years, that every time it spiked up here, it wasn't able to sustain it. And so, yeah. you know, with sort of this potential shift in, in focus away from inflation, is gold going to be able to be this defensive asset that it's kind of, uh, you know, positioned to be? Gold was the least, you know, the least performer, least well-performing uh, commodity during the uh, 
the whole uh, you know inflation blow up, which is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. For the past four years, we've been in a four hundred dollar trading range. Don't take my word for it. Look at it for yourself. Since you know, for since twenty twenty, really, mm -hmm. you know, sixteen fifty to twenty seventy two. All the chart people out there like to look at that. Look at a long term chart. Is it a triple top at twenty seventy two? It sure looks like it. So I think until we can break above twenty seventy two, I know there are people out there that make a living t telling everybody we're going to go to ten thousand uh, dollar. You know, five thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar, good for them. That's their opinion. We got to get through 2072 first. So, I would say that's range bound. Um, there's a very good correlation between higher dollar and lower gold, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think one thing that's taken away some of the steam from gold is Bitcoin. People have other ways to go. Uh, people now are more comfortable. I think if you want really worried about inflation, you can get into a, a commodity index fund, which buys and holds, you know, a, mm -hmm. a basket of commodities. So gold always has its purpose. Um, you know, I went to college in the 80s and 90s, and you know, they always tell you gold should be 10% of your portfolio. I think that's probably a good place to be. If you want to day trade gold, I think you, you're, you're, it's very, very technical. Now just leave it at that. There, there seems to be a lot of resistance. Don't take my word for it. Look at the chart. 2072, we can't get through. So until we break through there, I think it's kind of a moot story for gold. We may be in this $400 range for a while. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes on it. Obviously, the uh, inverse correlation to the dollar uh, and rates uh, holding true here today, uh, both rates and the dollar lower. And what do you know? Crew, or, uh, gold a, a little bit higher. But, Chris, we got to leave it there. Uh, appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, Managing Director, TJM Institutional Services, Chris Robinson. Always a pleasure.